You're listening to Thoughts of Thaddeus, a show dedicated to people wrestling with life and faith. Here is Pastor Nick Pierce. Hey, welcome to Thoughts of Thaddeus. This is Nick Pierce, and if you're curious where that name comes from, Thaddeus Harold, it's a pen name that I put together. Uh, Thaddeus is another name for Jude, the half-brother of Jesus, uh, who wrote, obviously, the book of Jude. Um, Thaddeus in the Greek means courageous heart. And so Harold, actually my grandfather and my wife's grandfather, uh, both had the middle name of Harold. And they both were just godly, godly men. We almost named one of our kids their middle name, Harold, after those two. And so, uh, and then the play on words, a Harold is a messenger, an official messenger of news. And so really that pen name, I think is for all of us, you know, with a courageous heart, share the good news of Jesus Christ. And to think about it, you know, we are, as Christians, as Christ followers, we are the plan that God has to reveal himself through the spreading of his gospel to the world. There's no plan B. It's not like, okay, if 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 the, if the body of Christ isn't going to do it, then I have a backup plan. No, we're, we're it. There's no plan B, kind of like the manifest song. There's no plan B. We are, we are it. We all should, with a courageous heart, share the message, the good news that we have to proclaim. We... I think Paul says it in Corinthians, you know, we are the ambassadors of Christ. So kind of that's where the little bit of a history there where Thaddeus Harold comes from. So this is just thoughts of Thaddeus, just a a guy hopefully with a courageous heart to share good news um, because we're all official messengers of Christ. And it almost kind of makes you to think, wonder what message that we're sharing, which kind of segues into what I wanted to talk about today. You hear this line a lot. Uh, at least I do, you know, when you're uh, trying to disciple, trying to talk to someone um, about, you know, their time, their talent, their treasure, their, you know, all the things that God's give, gifted us with and what are we doing with it. One of those being our time and, and more specifically of who we are hanging out with and how we are utilizing that time. And, and so people will say, you know, Jesus hung out with sinners as if to try to qualify them hanging out with people that are not a good influence on them. And so that line just kind of really baffles me because you hear it a lot. Believers, churchgoers, Christians, yes, there's a difference. Uh, maybe we'll get around to a podcast to, uh, to break that down. Um, but there's two problems with this line. You know, Jesus hung out with sinners. One, he didn't. And two, we shouldn't either. And I know what your knee-jerk reaction is. Just keep going with me here. Keep listening. So Jesus hung out with sinners. No, he didn't, and we shouldn't either. See, Jesus didn't hang out, uh, and if you could see me, I'm like air quoting the snot out of that. Jesus didn't hang out with sinners. Again, don't just, you know, hear this and wanting to respond and yell at me, like just walk with me. Let's, let's, Let's try to flesh this out and understand where I'm coming from. So Jesus didn't just hang out with sinners. He engaged them in regular life. I'll absolutely give you that. He engaged sinners in regular life. And there's a big difference between the two. See, hanging out, kind of like what we're talking about, has no purpose or motivation. And there are a lot of Christians, believers, and churchgoers who are just hanging out. 
and they call it discipleship, they call it whatever it is, but when you really look at it, it's just hanging out, and that's different than what Jesus did and how he engaged sinners in just an everyday life. So if anything, it would be better to say that Jesus hung out with his disciples. You know, that would be a more correct viewing of who Jesus was hanging out with. Because they were together for over three years, pretty much every day. And, you know, we're not given every moment, every encounter of this in Scripture, you know, um, on their on their walks between towns, on boat rides, on, you know, we're just given glimpses of that. We're not given a perfect chronological uh, outlining of the three and a half years of Jesus's ministry because the chronology of it wasn't the main focus. Obviously, it was the message. Um, but we do know that Jesus spent significantly more time with the 12 than anyone else. John 3.22, after this, Jesus and his disciples went into the Judean countryside, and he remained there with them and was baptizing. And if you really look at that word, um, how he remained there and being with them, um, he wanted to rub off on them. You know, their um, quality and quantity go together. You know, the proximity and the level of influence we have on uh, on other people and that people have on us, those go together. Um, and so for us, this line is, we use it to justify and defend not our mission, but our behavior. When we just hang out, again, massive air quotes, with lost people, we have no intention or purpose of anything. We're just hanging out, sadly. And that's not what we're commanded to do by our Savior. That's not what Jesus told us to do. So if you're struggling with this thought, let me put it a little bit more boldly here for you. See, the sinners that Jesus engaged in normal life with actually heard the good news. Or when you're just hanging out, you're just hanging out. But when Jesus engaged these people in normal life, they actually heard the good news. He had purpose and meaning. He had something to share with them. So the question, how many lost people are hearing the gospel by you hanging out with them? Still need more proof. As you've been hanging out with lost people, who's becoming more like who? All right, let me say that again. So, so there are you, Christ follower, lover of Jesus, trying to be salt, light to this broken, crazy, dark world, and you're hanging out with people who are broken, don't know Christ. Who's becoming like who? Are they becoming like you? Are they seeing your faith, seeing your walk, seeing um, the hope and the peace, the love, the grace of Christ in you? Are we... Are we representing that well? And they are, are we becoming more like them? See, a lot of times, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out far and say most of the time when we're just hanging out with lost people, we're becoming more like them. And if we'd actually be open, honest, transparent with each other in the body, we all know the answer. We are becoming more like them and we're losing our saltiness until... You know, when we just act like the world, we're hanging out with the world. What are we saving? What message do we have to save them from? If they, if they see the life that they live and they see the life that we live and it looks the exact same, why do I need Christ? We look the same, act the same, talk the same, behave the same. Like, okay, so you believe this, but obviously it's showing that your level of belief is fairly low because it doesn't change 
your behavior doesn't change, your language it doesn't change, your actions, what you do with your money doesn't change, what you do with your time doesn't change, what you do with your talents, you know, we're just losing our saltiness. And so a disciple of Christ doesn't hang out. He or she makes disciples, which starts with sharing the good news of Christ. So are you a disciple or are you just hanging out? We're supposed to love the world without becoming like it. And we need to keep one foot firmly on Christ and one foot in the world because, I mean, there has to be a connection there. We can't can't be ascetic uh, and, like, have this new monasticism where we're just never around people. We have to engage the culture and the world and, and its normal things. I mean, Paul did that. I mean, you think of uh, Mars Hill in Acts 17, and he goes and he sees all these different gods, and they have even unnamed gods, and he used the culture there to say, hey, I know who this unnamed god is that you guys worship. Because they had that just in case, like they missed one. Oh, we have one. And so we have to understand the culture around us. But we don't have to become like the culture. And there's a big difference. Knowing the culture, knowing those things, and becoming like them. Uh, there's just, it's a slippery slope when we try to be like the culture in an effort to reach them. And that's different than like a missionary going overseas, um, you know, where you try to dress more like the culture within the parameters of modesty and different things like that. But, uh, you know, so like if I was a, a missionary in whatever country, I would, I would not try to keep per se my Americanness. I would just stand out like a sore thumb even more than I'd already do. I would, I would try to engage the culture. So if we're, if it's farming season, I'm farming. If it's fishing season, I'm fishing. If it's what, whatever it is, and and really, it's good to understand the culture to see, okay, what's redeemable about it, you know. And even in America, what's redeemable in our culture? Uh, so obviously, we just had the Super Bowl. Is there something redeemable about that? You know, a lot of a lot of talk on social media about the halftime show. Um, but what what's redeemable about it? And but if we don't know the culture, we'll never be able to speak into it. And so, love the world without becoming like it. Um, so I hope this helps. Uh, it's, it's definitely a hard thing to explain in 10, 12 minutes like that, but uh, intention I think is key in the heart behind it and motivation. There's definitely times that um, the people I'm per se trying to disciple, you know, if you would ask them, so what'd you guys do? They would say, oh, we just hung out. To them, that's what it would be. But in the back of my mind, I know that I'm trying to uh, ask pointed certain questions, trying to steer conversations. I'm trying to steer even just actions and behaviors and what we're doing. Um, and that's what's great. You know, they just say, oh, we're hanging out. Um, but for me as the believer, as the one trying to disciple and, and win these people to Christ, uh, it's totally different. And I use that, oh, we're just hanging out. It, very relaxed, laid back. It's not a formal thing. Because it'd be different if I you know, called one person and said, yes, will you come to my office here at the church and sit them down and, and on the other side of my desk. And, you know, like, you know, it's up. They, they know something's going down. I'm going to ask them this crazy question. But 
man, if we're just going to a coffee shop or we're going to get, you know, Chinese at the mall and we're just hanging out, we're just hanging out. But in my eyes, I know I'm going to be asking a few questions. Hey, how's life? How's everything going? Tell me what's going on in your life. You know, good, bad, ugly. Um, and, and just kind of take it from there. And also, you know, allow the Holy Spirit to lead. Um, I always kind of, in the back of my head, have a couple go-to kind of questions for if conversations get kind of low or the discussion gets low or, uh, you know, that, that dead silent, like, okay, what do I say now? But really, just kind of let the Holy Spirit lead because obviously uh, He knows what's going on in this person's life. And there's been times I'll brought up a question or a topic or something and they'll kind of look at me like, how did you know that? And so, well, you know, you might not get it yet, but hopefully the idea is you soon will. You know, we have this person, uh, God, who and His Holy Spirit lives within me, working in your heart, you know. And where God is already working in your heart, I just want to come alongside that. And so sometimes the conversations uh, get real, real quick. And other times, you know, we just had good Chinese and, you know, there, there wasn't much to say. But uh, so I just challenge you, you know, discipleship, to try to do what Jesus did, to hang out with people, you know, for three and a half. Nobody can do what Jesus did. And so we, there's no right and wrong way of how to disciple the question is, is, are we discipling? Are we growing, sharing our faith, growing people in their walk with Christ? Um, or are we just hanging out? So hope this helps. Again, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook, Nickus1, N-I-K-K-U-S, um, the number one. Um, that actually came out of a, that's another kind of story behind the name. I was in nursing school and one of the professors was trying to yell at me. And they went to say my full name, Nicholas, and it came out Nickus. And I think that same day I had to set up a school email account. And so I just went with that. And it's kind of been that ever since. So, um, yeah, that was that was for free there for you. So anyway, hope you have a great weekend. God bless. Take care. Thanks for listening to Thoughts of Thaddeus. If you have any questions about God or want to get deeper into your faith, feel free to hit Pastor Nick Pierce up on Instagram at Nickus1. That's N-I-K-K-U-S-1. Thanks and have a great day.